0: hey everybody this is amazing fantasy football i am josh and that guy over there is chris chris he always is chris before i ask you how you're doing tonight i would like to ask you one other question Mm -hmm. if you were say an air conditioner repairman and you came into someone's say apartment and you tested to see if you had actually fixed the ac would you and it was off already because you know it wasn't working would you then turn it back off before you left or would you leave it on so that on you know say this heat index of a 100 degree day you know that that said a lot of humidity hot Uh, a lot of humidity i would turn it on exactly why did they not turn it on
1: are you serious i came home and i'm like
0: i'm like no you didn't fix it oh no they had fixed it but they just turned it back off again i'm like I'm not some sort of, like, religious nut that I have to, like, sit here and, like, sweat the sin out or something. Like, <laughs> what is going on? I had to turn it on and be like, oh, 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 it's it's working. Oh, sweet AC. We're back in business. Yeah, because I, I, what was it, like, I, 78?
1: I, I spent, well, how hot was yeah. it, 90? No, it was personally? actually only
0: 78. So they had it on at one point, obviously, well, to kind of cool it off.
1: Yeah, but still, no. I think we're all on your side, man. I think that that that's junk. That's that's. No, that ain't cool <laughs>
0: Anyway, so how you doing today?
1: I'm, I'm doing amazing, I'm doing amazing I, I'm uh, super grateful to be together again to talk fantasy football as we do every single week, folks So tune in, subscribe um, Other than that, you know, family's amazing Life is good
0: cool. cool, cool I am standing, if no one can tell, because my back is all screwed up but That's okay. super Hopefully...
1: jealous of his setup in that aspect, for sure
0: Hopefully, tomorrow I will wake up and it'll be okay because it's not major, it's minor, but it still hurts. There's that. All right. So, let's, um, let's, that's enough of the chit chat stuff that we're we like to do. <laughs> and, uh, why don't you bring us in with some news that uh, there has been some news that has gone on this week in the NFL, Le- like legit news as well? Legit. Yeah.
1: yeah. I would say, I would say, um, I got right.
0: a $12 million payday from the oh. NFL.
1: What? No, that did not happen, folks. He he well, doesn't have an arm. Me. He's not fast at all. It's I have lot. an arm. See, it's right here. Or, <laughs> you have one. It just or. doesn't throw a ball well. Well, I don't know that actually. I have no idea. No, it's it, I can't throw a ball <laughs> to save my life.
0: I know how to. I just can't.
1: I've got accuracy, no power. Um. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, quick interlude here, folks. The news. The news uh, uh, segment is going to just get longer. We're about to hit August. Yep. So I like how you're hold
0: like up. making it longer by saying it's going. to By be
1: saying it, right? So, uh, Dak Dak uh, Prescott got a little banged up. It's a shoulder strain, a minor, quote minor shoulder strain, and quote precautionary to take him out of uh, a training camp practice uh, today, mm-hmm. I believe it was, or yesterday, maybe yesterday by this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Aaron Rodgers is back. He uh, not only is did he, he show ready? up on time for training camp, he should he they they penned a new deal. Um, I I'll, I'll and, be quite. And- I'll be quite honest with you, I kind of scrolled past the updates of the contract, but they're all on the same page and I is he out next year? Maybe we'll get back to that next no, week. But
0: it's it's the twenty twenty three season that got voided from his contract.
1: So he's locked in for two of his own accord. This
0: year this year next is my understanding, but we're not here to talk right. Aaron Rodgers contract.
1: Uh, a little more important with fantasy, uh I I believe is Saquon uh, is going to start a training camp on the pup. Um uh he was seen limping in a Twitter video that is a lot of conjecture, that's a lot of uh, uh um what's the term Josh? uh opinion or prognostication. But it happened. Uh talk um he may, there's been a bit of talk he may not be ready for week one and then all of a sudden Alfred Morris comes in to visit today I haven't read anything else this is July folks let's just pump our brakes for a couple more weeks okay Yep. I think the bigger news is what we've already gotten confirmation of earlier in the week. I know this is Thursday, but uh, this is when we record, folks. Uh, Michael Thomas uh, is wait, wait, wait.
0: Uh, before before you go into that. I just sorry, wanted to ahead. say mm-hmm. that um, just because someone is on the pup, it doesn't uh, at this point in the offseason. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean that they cannot come off the pup list at like even tomorrow. So Saquon, <clears throat> even though he was put on the pup today or yesterday, I don't remember which.
1: Um, yeah, there's a point of they, no return at some it's, point. It's a not. Few, it's, 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 not, not yeah, yeah. it's not now. It's not now. That's and just Josh remember said. that
0: all of this is like all this is this is at the end of the july folks we still have a l- like five weeks left before the the season starts as a recording exactly. this we have like five weeks before the season starts. Exactly. so don't go don't go you know like burning your bras and, and coaches like NRP to get off to a good start street. in the season
1: just like fantasy managers would like to get off to a good start in the season so let's just see what happens with yeah, Saquon. and, and, and yeah, I would like it's... to use
0: the Aaron Rodgers news as, like, reason to just not listen to the, you know, the, the, the NFL the fluff, fluff of, like, wait until cycle, something legit comes out yeah, yeah. before you overreact. Exactly. You know, like, if, Sa- if, if three, four weeks from now and they're saying, like, Saquon's not going to start for, like, is in jeopardy of starting week one or playing mm-hmm. in week one, that's the time to freak out. Right now it's just something to keep an eye on.
1: And I think that's important to mention we're mostly talking to, what, the Dynasty folks right now? Because I hope no. most redraft folks are not drafting anytime soon. Some people don't have a choice. Maybe, though, the maybe there's some keeper leagues. Maybe some keeper leagues with some off-season jazz going on right now. Some, that's that's some possible. Some people
0: just have no choice. They're like, this is when our league can, can draft this year. So it, it, it's a bummer, but it happens. Point. Do, to, to those folks, I've heard, folks,
1: of, I've heard of, Josh is right. I've heard, of, I've heard yet. of some
0: leagues that they'll they like, oh, yeah, we had to draft like like around the 4th of July weekend because that's when we could all get together to do it. And I'm like, that's a bummer, man.
1: Let's get to the most part of the news. Uh, Michael the Thomas, media, the uh, meat. Yeah, the the meat Thomas. No, the Michael Thomas. Um, he had surgery in June to repair ligaments in his ankle. From what I saw
0: while you looked that please. up, um, mm-hmm. I saw that For he him. could miss up to up to eight weeks of the regular season. It's sounding maybe more like yeah, maybe I'm seeing I'm seeing a different
1: timetable. Not necessarily different. I'm seeing it from a different aspect. Four months of recovery from Rapaport is, I believe, is is the person who broke it. Twenty twenty one season undergoing surgery in June. So yeah, I mean it's it's
0: a it's a major surgery or like major enough that he's going to miss significant time of Mm -hmm. this season. And and while you're continuing to look that up, I am going to say my take on that. Um, is that I'm just dropping Michael Thomas out of my rankings completely because Ooh, okay until and, and until and for the next month until we hear something more definitive of how much time he's going to potentially miss mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to draft him even if he's missing six weeks probably not still not going to draft him I'm going to let someone else let him sit on someone else's bench for that no long. That, that's a great and point and and they're probably mm-hmm. going to drop him after three weeks just because of. Why keep hanging on to this guy? And then at that point, I will be in on some some fab bids or even like in priority and hopefully in the waiver wire if people are still doing that sort of thing. Um, what were you going to say?
1: Yeah, let me get to my couple of points with him. First of all, I like your approach there uh, uh, to a certain extent because I was going to put you to task in terms of like – I mean from a real NFL perspective, let's just drop fantasy for, for a second. Do you not believe that maybe Michael Thomas looked at the roster this year, the fact that Breeze is out of town, and was probably I, like, maybe this is because this is not when, dudes. Dude, they don't do this in June. Like I, I've, I've, I've seen a couple uh, shows, give a couple opinions, and I'm just a little perplexed on why now, or should I say why in June,
0: like. You <laughs> want my honest opinion on it? Yes. And the okay so. For those who don't know, I I do work at a hospital. I am not a medical professional, but I do work at a hospital. Nor have you ever claimed as such. That, yeah, that yeah, is for tangentially sure. related to medical procedures and everything. Is that because of COVID? There is a giant backlog of of hospital procedures and everything. So it might have taken that long for him to get caught up at his, on at this.
1: his particular hospital. I don't know if that's in New Orleans or elsewhere.
0: I I don't know. I don't know. Because Players like, it's, are it's very a, particular a, about it's that. It's a potentiality of what what the reason what it could have been. I'm not going to go down the road of, I, I and, I'm a, and I'm a real cynical person, but I'm not going to go down the road of like, man, this guy was looking at the roster and be like, I don't want to play this year for this team. You know, like I, I take the, I take, I always like to, and you actually, ever believe the one that said it to me, mm-hmm. is that these guys are professionals and they want to show up and earn their paycheck and be the best they can because they want to be the best. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I have a hard time believing that Michael Thomas is trying to take this year off because because, at some point it's, because of a season it's, it's, it's in like, the
1: tank, so to speak.
0: Yeah, 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 it's like you were, it's like I would you hope you, so. I have, I you know, so. at, we were at our job and we were just like, I'm going to take a few months off because I don't really like the situation at work. You know, like it looks bad on your resume, it looks bad on his resume just There's by still missing professionals. Time just is of your point?
1: They're still professionals.
0: Exactly. Thank you.
1: So let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's hope he. Let's hope he's he's been the. uh not only the dominant fantasy player, but a great NFL receiver and a uh, a tough guy, as far as I'm concerned. I hope the best. And for let's
0: him. hope that they they, they they don't rush him back I, too soon, too. Yeah, that too. Or I, he doesn't I, rush himself back.
1: Yeah, and this is going right back to our other news. Early point, it's July, but but you know, I'm I'm a little concerned. He's a big guy, getting up there in age, but but as yeah. far as the redraft goes, man, we're not concerned right now. Well, except for what and, has
0: already been reported about him missing the first. Couple, and when you're weeks. talking about like Michael Thomas and everything, mm-hmm. you have to kind of think about like, well, what's his quarterback situation too? You know, is it going to be Taysom Hill? Is it going to be? Jameis and dude, Winston? receiver
1: is deep AF. I'm I'm sorry, man. Yeah, no, I, I'm kind of there you're with talking, you.
0: I, you're talking. You're talking about. You're talking. You're about taking him out of your rankings. Not necessarily in New Orleans.
1: You're taking him out of your rankings now or in a couple weeks or now. Yeah, because we already know he's missing. Yeah, I, 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 in redraft, I prefer to get off to a hard start. I mean, in every league, I prefer to get off to a hard start. Let's be honest. Yep. All right, what do we got next? Uh, that was it for the news. Oh no, I had a couple of yeah, last yeah. things to mention about uh, Michael uh, Thomas. Is that uh, Deontay Harris? Allegedly, well, got caught driving while intoxicated? That's important to mention. That's uh, depth chart stuff, man. No.
0: Yeah, oh, no, dude. Come on, man. You got to understand
1: this guy has been pushed up on the depth chart because of the Michael Thomas news, but he had also performed a little bit last year. Uh, I digress. Um, where were we? He was in,
0: he was in my like waiver wire pickups a couple of times last year, especially if you're like a special teams guy. Like, he's like this. I'm standing up, so he's like, you know, this big mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. me. Yeah. But um, he's a real small dude, but he's lightning quick so so fast hey the
1: the the current NFL is a game about getting these type of players into space if you can yeah no there's nothing wrong with that absolutely so that's important to mention in terms of Michael Thomas news that Deontay Harris might be facing who knows um there's been some believe that that, that, that's good for You've, you kind of already gave your two cents on, on the situation, but I want to kind of hammer down real quick on some believe that this could force Sean Payton's hand to start Taysom Hill and f- over uh, uh, Jameis. Uh, I would argue that they've already got a ground-based attack. They don't necessarily need Taysom in there to run a ground-based attack. I just think it kind of puts more of an emphasis on Kamara. Uh, and given the Saquon news, I mean, there there's there's some whispering bushes in the back of my ear, is all I'm saying, Josh. But uh, where 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 are you at on what may happen if we're we're talking about Michael Thomas for? I don't,
0: I don't think that I don't think that the quarterback really matters all that much with this injury. I think that Sean Payton's going to go put the best quarterback out there that gives a position to win. Regardless. Now, does that okay? okay. Now, does that mean it's Taysom Hill? I mean, like, so you actually have two different styles of play. I know that's quarterbacks.
1: That's why I brought it up.
0: Which is weird because so like Mm Jameis Winston is like the like throw it deep, you know, gunslinger, you know, the YOLO kind of kind of player. Whereas Taysom Hill is more like the shorter passes. He doesn't throw the ball deep very well, but he's also pretty mobile. He's, he can do kind of anything. He can, he can throw the, the ball, p- catch the ball, run the ball.
1: He could know, he, he could thing. possibly be among the league's best in terms of extending the play. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to always make an accurate throw downfield, but he can definitely extend the play. We can all agree and on so that. Like
0: we've, and so like we've said in the past, with, and with mobile quarterbacks like mm-hmm. Taysom Hill was – certainly it can be mobile, is that they tend not to check the ball down too much. And so if you're like an Alva Camaro dynasty owner, uh sorry, manager, um you don't want Taysom Hill there. You want Jameis Winston there to potentially check the ball down to him. And Adam- and mm-hmm. I also want to say I hate you and in, in our Adam Troutman versus pet. Yeah. I hate so you. Because like there's, there's yeah, no, I'm gonna drop like yeah. some legal do- binding yeah. no, that, documents uh, on, on these player points. bets yeah. that we yeah. that we have mm-hmm. because like Adam Troutman is probably like maybe we're gonna see some sort of like finally an emergence from Toy Toy Traequan Smith, but I'm Adam not banking Smith. on it, man. I'm not banking on it. I'm not banking on it. But here's here's the guy that can really benefit from it is your boy Adam Troutman. You know, if this guy's going to be legit, this mm-hmm. is his time to step up. Mm-hmm. Is this now or never, buddy. And whereas Taysom Hill didn't really throw the ball, that he didn't have. I mean, they had like an aging Jared Cook last year at tight end. But it's not but like was, was has, letting it go either,
1: man. At that point,
0: J- yeah. But Jameis Winston mm-hmm. has a has a history oh, of, of utilizing sure. tight ends, so that might actually skew towards Jameis. And he from everything Brate. that I read he about, loved
1: Cameron Brate.
0: Yeah, and everything. Mm-hmm. And to a lesser extent, O.J. Howard, but he was dealing with injuries. And yeah, whatever. there's some um, extenuating circumstances there, but yeah. yep. And so, everything that i read about Jameis Winston, it, or that about the the Saints quarterback situation, is right now Jameis Winston is on top of that depth chart. That means absolutely nothing. They could have. And I think as an NFL set,
1: thrower, that's the correct call
0: as of as, as of right now. They could literally have Sasquatch or Elvis Presley listed <laughs> as their number one quarterback right now. It doesn't right, mean right, right, anything. Right, right, right. It's the end of August. Training camp or like practices have just started and everything. As we right now, it's, go, it's, it's it's sounding like Jameis and right, frankly, right, right. as that's kind of the guy that I'm rooting for too. I mean, it's not as, if a, he can as make far a as fantasy with goes. Saints, right? Yeah, that's what you're saying. Yeah, I, I yeah for I kind for agree Adam Troutman for Alvin Kamara. For, well, for Saints, I, I would put a
1: pause button there. Were you more or less done there?
0: What? What do you mean? I would put a pause
1: button on the two things I wanted to mention was or they're kind of intertwined, is that there there's a school of thought that because of the Michael Thomas injury, and the fact that I believe Sean Payton is I don't want to say one of the few, although it seems far very few, of the types of coaches in the NFL that will truly make adjustments. In season, in off season, in preseason, etc., to tailor it to their personnel. And if if you're if your sands Michael Thomas for what we are what we just discussed are worried about for I don't know maybe several okay. weeks at this point is that am I going to tailor it now to a Taysom Hill kamara running attack or what I more or less believe is I agree with you in that I think he puts the best quarterback on the field to give him the best chance to win and. And then yes, I believe my other point is correct in that he pays the offense around him, and now we see a Camara focused attack. Yes, Jamison is going to let it go downfield. Yes, he is, but it's not like Michael Thomas was a downfield receiver, dude. It's I don't not think like it's Michael going to Thomas a is focused attack, but that's fine. I do. I absolutely do. I think because of what he's facing in the beginning of the season, his quarterback situation and, and, in terms of making a decision and the best thing you can give a quarterback best two things you can give a quarterback is a running game and a defense so a running game and camara is one of the best in the league strong balance they're one of the best run scheme teams in the league up there with the rams and a few years ago the cowboys so i believe camara is the absolute beneficiary of all this
0: okay i just real quick with alvin Kamara and to put some Con- something into context is Alvin Kamara has rushed the ball 20 times once in his career in a single game rushed the ball mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. if you're going to say that Alvin Kamara is going to get a lot of work you also have to put in Latavius Murray into there too and therefore and I'm bring- I'm only bringing his name up as if you're going to draft Alvin Kamara or, or you already have him as a member of your dynasty team you need to get Latavius Murray as a dynasty owner oh. you need to get him on your team that's a good point. That's um, a good point. Second of second of all, let's get the show on the road. We're let's talking do it about some. We're talking about some murky water situations. That was just a little intro to that, right? Absolutely. We have two more quarterback situations to touch on real quick, and that is the the Chicago Bears. Um, it's not that murky of a situation. I re- it's between Andy Dalton and Justin Fields. I firmly firmly believe, as of right now, the end of July. This is Andy Dalton all the way. He's going to have to look uh, absolutely atrocious in camp to lose the job to Justin Fields. I think hey, that this what coaching preseason? staff has convinced has convinced their front office that getting Justin Fields up to game speed is going to be crucial for him to be the long term solution as the Chicago Bears. They rushed Mr. Mitch Trubisky into action. He was definitely not ready, nor was he worth that draft price whatsoever. I think that they want to make sure that Justin Fields works, and by having him work is for him to maybe he doesn't start, maybe he starts week two, like like Herbie did last year for the Chargers, but it's not going to be week one. It's going to. I firmly, firmly, firmly believe it's Andy Dalton. Let's move on to the Forty ers What real quick? What do you think about that? Um, two things. Number one,
1: I was, did you just say that? fields is i'm sorry what did you say
0: about fields he's not ready to start he's he's no 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 they're, they're gonna make sure that he's absolutely ready to start before they start him okay are you my second I thing think... i was
1: gonna say or clarify are you willing to put a weeks on it are you thinking dalton's good i, I don't believe that you think dalton is gonna finish the season do you no, Would you no, care to put all. a what a, a guesstimation on a time frame
0: not knowing when the out the top of my head when the Bears bye week is, so I'm going to say week five. Okay. maybe more like week six. I, I and Dalton's going to have to really stink it up for them to start for them to move away from him.
1: The last thing I would say, and then we're going to move on to running backs, is that I think Fields. One more is quarterback gonna win the, situation. I think the Fields is going to. Oh, I'm sorry. One more quarterback situation. I think Fields is going to win the job outright in the training camp. I think it's a preseason. huge
0: mistake for that to happen.
1: I don't. I think he. I think he's more pro ready than people. No,
0: but next quarterback situation. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, On to the 49ers. Um, this is, I think this is more of the same thing. It's Jimmy G's job until Trey Lance is absolutely ready to go. I think Kyle Shanahan knows there. what yeah. Jimmy G is, is bringing to the table. Trey Lance is, is a pretty raw project. And they, I think they knew that when they drafted him. You know, but they just—they're mm. looking towards the future. And if Jimmy G starts to stink it up, yeah, they're probably going to speed along trade lands. Um, until then, I though, think I gonna think happen, you're though. just going to move forward with what Jimmy G has been doing. And I mean, he's a super either Bowl quarterback. way. Same same with the Bears, and then same with the Forty ers here. Unless mm. you're in a two QB super flex league, you're going to stay away from these guys. They're they're by week fill-ins at best. You know, until. Yeah. until and Until even then, with Fields, otherwise. I wouldn't. I'm, even then, with Fields, I'm not starting Fields week one. Like, say Fields does win the job, you think you? Yeah, we're win talking superflex conversation I'm not starting week one, not at all. We're talking You've super You got to be flex. kidding me! Yeah,
1: yeah. We're, we're in redraft. We're late round QB guy in single quarterback redraft leagues. mean you were late quarter uh, uh, quarterback guys. Yep. It, it's not worth it, man. You can get a Stafford. You can get a. I mean, goodness! You can get a Baker Mayfield. Yeah, let's let's, yeah, watch, just, these, let's I, watch these I, veterans I know, do a like, better job. Yeah. You know me, I'm I I Mr. Rookie, man. I'm Mr. Rookie at running back. I'm Mr. Rookie at wide receiver. You know that no quarterback in a single quarterback league. Let's just, there's no reason to take the risk right no. now. Nope.
0: Yeah. I, I, and I also think that like, this is the, 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 this, this head coaching, uh, shifting back to the bears real quick Sure. is that this is this head coaching's um position. Like this is finally, they have a quarterback that they wanted. They inherited Mitch Trubisky. I think they're going to absolutely make sure that 100% Fields is absolutely without a beyond the shadow of a doubt. Ready to go. He is ready to go because the Bears have been botching quarterbacks for decades. So are you seeing it more decades. like a Mahomes
1: situation as opposed to like a Josh Allen situation? Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be honest. Josh Allen was a little bit erratic. And then, wow. I mean, a little. I know. I, I know, yeah, right. I'm That's so why mad I mad mad thought I was right when I was wrong. And the second year was, wow. And apparently I think they're early, report, was, early reports are are, are very positive right now about him. I really being the think real
0: that deal. they're giving Andy Dalton a medium sized leash. They're gonna wait for him to if he's gonna really stink it up, yeah, they're gonna switch to fields. So like I said before, we are here to talk about some murky situations. And in this case, this week it's running backs. Next week we'll be covering some wide receiver and tight ends, and there's a lot of murky ones in the wide receiver tight end area and you know in some cases and preview for next week some cases it's just going to be like no i don't want any of these guys yeah just saying it's it's definitely going to be a thing but what's your first situation that you got here chris I couldn't agree I'm, I'm more. Dying to, I'm dying to find. I'm dying to find out what it is because I don't remember what teams you have. <laughs> <laughs> it's the San Fran
1: running backs, folks. It's the 49ers running backs, oh, yeah. and I, I couldn't agree very, more. Very
0: important. Very important.
1: I couldn't agree more with Josh's point about some of these. You just want to stay away. Let let us go down the list real quick. The the the, the usual suspects. Uh, Raheem Mostert is at the top of the list. There's no reason we don't believe he will be the uh, starter. Um, Mm -hmm. but well, I say that though, there are some reasons because of his consistency, his injury history and the fact that he wasn't a starter till next year, I'm sorry, till last year, uh, when in reality, his big year was 2019. So at least that's what we remember in fantasy terms. Um, only hit 60% or greater snaps share once last year, uh, Mr. Raheem Mostert. And it was exactly 60%. And it was exact, there was, oh yeah, he only played and started eight games. So he started every game he played and it was only eight games. So half the season. Uh, But it's ironic that it was literally only 60% and then it was a week one. So it was like, at that point forward, it was like, oh, I'm a little banged up here. or I'm a little running back by committee here. And it was like the only time he ever hit 60% snap share was week one. Uh, He has only 282 career carries, which you can look at that in one of two ways. Right, but isn't uh, he like
0: 29
1: though? That I dig or should I say you digress? Uh, he won't be targeted much. Uh, people are still hanging on to his 2019. He'll be 29 years old. Uh, this he he already is 29 years old. Straight up, um, he only played eight games last year, as we just mentioned, uh, and quite. Yeah, you know, I just don't think he's a 60-40 guy, even on a good day. Like, I think we are just way enamored with a 20, I believe it's 2019 where he scored eight touchdowns and had a career high and average and carries. And that's San Francisco, man. That's Denver back in the day with with Shanahan's dad. It's just whatever guy we can plug in here, we're going to plug in here. We're going to bargain basement hunt. We're going to pick up a, 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 what's the guy, Coleman from Atlanta who's in who's the with the we're jets. just about
0: to we're going to talk about it here in a second
1: there you go who's with the jets now it's just this is one of those situations i would rather stay away let, let me continue wayne gallman i feel like you probably have to mention second on the depth chart because veteran preferential treatment uh he's been a consistent oh, really? ca- okay. catcher of the football yeah i mean he's got 80 career catches so he catches the ball well he might be preferred the preferred the third down guy there's nothing to say that he won't be he's only 26 years old and he has 338 career carries over uh, what was what was uh, most or it's like two two hundred something two hundred eighty two two
0: eighty something.
1: But let's get to what I think we really want to talk about: these young guys. Um, I put Treyman, Trey Sermon next uh, because of uh, I don't know preference preference uh, bias whatever you want to call it draft capital. Uh, he's got the advantage advantage over right, Elijah Mitchell. Arguments right right uh, <laughs> and obviously the fact he did it in the big 12 and the big 10 because remember folks he played for both oklahoma and ohio state uh he was also a very highly oh, yeah, recruited yeah. high school guy yeah yeah so it's just important to mention for the talent profile uh, he didn't catch the ball a ton although ironically he's uh right around there with elijah mitchell with 48 and 49 catches respectively in their careers in college um mm-hmm. and i feel like oklahoma didn't really throw the ball to the back much plus oklahoma yeah. likes to share the backfield that's absolutely prevalent within uh what's his face's career the coach in oklahoma can't remember his name he's been there quite a few years now um he was hurt 20- 20
0: predecessor or not predecessor but uh, successor successor whatever his name be it's right there with the tech guy that's not in Arizona not now. bob stoops
1: not bob stoops that guy um But uh, he got hurt in 20, uh, I'm sorry, Trey Sermon got hurt in 2019. Otherwise, he had a great yards uh, per carry, especially in 2020, seven and a half yards. He ended up with six and a half yards per carry career, Uh, 331 yards in the Big Ten Championship game and 193 in the semis. Uh, versus clemson he is more built for the outside zone scheme is what uh the impression i got in his draft profile let me transition right uh, across to elijah mitchell uh the impression i got from his his draft profile real quick on elijah was the impression i got from elijah mitchell's draft profile that he was not suited for the outside zone scheme and that worries me a little bit go ahead
0: i was just gonna ask um isn't that what the 49ers run is an outside zone scheme exactly or am i inc- incorrect
1: you are correct it is it is literally the coaching tree that popularized the outside right. zone okay. scheme in the nfl today. okay
0: that's that's interesting okay that i'm sorry I, i'm not trying to interrupt Brad, but i find that interesting that and it makes sense because sermon's a bigger back the only thing that and i have read more about speed yeah the only thing that I've read about Sermon is that he's slower and slower backs don't usually he is a capitalize guy. too well mm-hmm. in the in the um outside zone blocking scheme. which is a war I like personally liked Elijah Mitchell Mitchell. Um but he's pretty buried on the depth chart from everything i've read i mean like i've i've heard some whisperings from like beat reporters like oh he's looking real good and everything oh, yeah? he's also okay. a really small guy too so well i mean his know, height
1: that. is 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 not bad for a back especially in the outside scheme but his weight yeah it's not ideal you hope he can put on a few pounds but yeah i answering in july i'd say he's more of a depth piece but um i understand you liked him a bit more in the dynasty and where are these guys currently and, going in adp do you know in redraft i have no idea i'll, I'll be I'd, i have no idea i don't have it pulled up but it, it it's it's going to be a bargain basement folks
0: i don't could, think so with 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 um sermon the 40 with Mostert, he is going oh i'm sorry yeah no i'm sorry specifically
1: he's... sermon and uh, mitchell oh. go ahead
0: Oh, yeah. Mitchell's not even getting drafted. What is oh, the Mostert? sixth round? It. Maybe? Beginning of the fifth. How do you feel about that?
1: Not great. Not great. After doing my okay. research in the past uh, handful of days, not great. I just... And yeah, there's... I mean... And he there's hasn't still been the in, quarterback I, thing. He, he hasn't, hasn't been the, the picture he, of health. We both believe Jimmy G will play well enough. He played well enough. He got to a Super Bowl... With a great team, with a great defense, I get it, folks. I'm not talking him a game manager. I'm calling him a good quarterback because that's what he is. But I don't know if if uh, Mr. Uh, I just forgot the rookie's name, Josh Trey Lance. I don't know. If, I don't know if Trey Lance will, will take the world Trey by Sherman. storm. Oh, no! I'm, well, I'm talking quarterback situation here. I don't know if Trey Lance will take the world by storm. And suddenly, I'm looking at a
0: he might not even play a, a Taysom year.
1: Hill kind of first year type of quarterback, like just runs so much that now my i don't know i don't know i worry about catching the ball with the San Fran running backs a lot uh.
0: here's okay and here's my I, don't take tw- I don't want to try to
1: i don't know what a 29 year old raheem Oster in the in the fifth no i do not
0: okay here's my take on the the 49ers running back too is that from what it seems is that usually when there's going it like when you were saying um about oh fish uh, Raheem mm-hmm. Mostert not mm-hmm. being a 60-40 running back. Right. And here's the thing is that usually when Shanahan selects a guy for that game, he usually finds one that's working, and then he just keeps feeding the ball to that guy. But you're so, talking yeah, about he an individual be, games basis? Or? He might be 80%, he might be get 80-90% of that game's usage, but then the next game, he might com- be completely disappear, and it could be uh, Trey Sermon. And then the game after that, it could be Jeff Wilson after he comes back from his injury. Right. You know, not, I mean, w- like, not exactly and that's, to that's a New England degree. That's the reason why he's not a 60-40, you know? Not
1: exactly to a New England degree in the past, let's say several years. But you're right, you're absolutely right. <sighs> it, it it's very convoluted. Yeah. It's very unpredictable. That's the thing. And I and get
0: it. I get why you want to stick away uh stay away from him. Yeah. Um yeah. you got anything else to say about the 49ers running back?
1: Um if I could find my mouse Josh I would definitely give me an answer to that question and now I think I found my mouse. Uh I mean you have to mention Jeffrey Wilson he's on the pup right now. That's worth mentioning technically. Um, he
0: is also he is also expected to miss like the first 3 or 4 weeks too. He's he on the pup. But yeah, he is expected to miss like at least 2 if not 4 weeks.
1: Yeah. So let's put that in perspective folks. The leading rusher and rushing And they're touchdown saying, and they're saying of,
0: that they were they were saying that like 2 weeks ago.
1: Yeah, it's infuriating. The leading rushing yards and rushing touchdowns guy from the, uh, one of the leading rushing attacks in the league is is insignificant right now.
0: Completely. He, well, he was also a nobody at this time last year,
1: too. Exactly. So. And he kind of ended up kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he was a bi week in That's what he was. Let's, uh, let's move along. Honorable let's mention to Hasty. Hasty. Um, that's all I got. We already touched on everything else
0: yeah uh, yeah i guess hasty yeah not a name to forget i guess that's
1: the wrong way to put it a name to mention
0: no 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 i I like it i like it that's (laughs) that's not a name to forget for dynasty for dynasty folks not a name to forget that's fair okay let's move on the jets here uh this backfield is kind of a bit of a hot mess it's um you know uh what's his face uh what's the head coach there in in the in new york now Triangle. So Robert Soleil and Mike LaFleur take their take their uh, their shenanigans and pack them up in San Francisco and head to New York, New York City. New York and City. this is exactly what I think they're going to do. It, like what we were talking about with the 49ers, I think this is exactly what they're going to do in New York too. Because other than like drafting Michael Carter, which this I got to say this year was not the greatest year for running backs coming out of the college. Now, there's probably going to be some some dark horse emergence guys that we're looking to be like who but yeah and, and it was the greatest year so they drafted michael carter in the fourth round and he's going to really be the the primary competition i think at least to tevin coleman the rest of these guys are going undrafted um yeah josh adams michael p ryan ty johnson there's been some whisperings about Michael Michael P Ryan but everything that I kind of read about him is that he's just an average guy. He's more of like he's just a guy. He's there. He's played the running back position in college. He doesn't do anything particularly well. Well, as uh Michael Carter, he kind of does everything pretty good except for his one problem is he doesn't have elite speed. You know, he he mm-hmm. can run the ball well. He's quick. He's good in space. He can he can catch the ball, but he was all he was he was um Fighting for, you know, usage. I, th- I with think both are, North, North Carolina. A guy we're to talk backs. about, Javonte Williams. Absolutely. I think um, both North Carolina backs were great receivers. Yeah, they they well, I mean, they both had about like 35 catches last year. Like I, they were dead even at 35, I believe. That's tough to do in college. Yeah. Anyways, so they're just two different style of players. But um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so right now Michael Carter is going at RB forty one. Yeah, RB forty one. He's going in the uh the towards the end of the eighth round. That's that's a pretty good deal. Just just listen. I'm not done yet. Um, mm-hmm. yep. Tevin Coleman. He's going at, at RB fifty two right now at, at at toward at the very end of the eleventh round. And the rest, and like I said before, the, the the other guys are just going undrafted, and they kind of you kind of don't care about them. Uh, Michael mm-hmm. P Ryan's a guy, a name to stick in the back of your brain for, like if. Michael Carter or Tevin Coleman get injured before the season starts or as the season goes along? Sure. But as of right now, from what I read, unfortunately for all those Michael Carter lovers, like I believe yourself and and me as well, Mm -hmm. is that it sounds like as of right now, end of July, Tevin Coleman is the guy for now. He is the, the starter. Like they're looking at him as You know, the veteran back coming in. Now, that doesn't mean that Michael Carter can't get the chance as, you know, practice and, and, you know, we, the preseason goes along and everything. But as of right now, we're maybe overdrafting Michael Carter. And, and I think that he's ultimately the guy that you want on your team. But the problem is, is that he,
1: at his ADP, by we, you mean his ADP?
0: I think in general, you want him on your team. And, and no, especially with the because he could he, at that ADP, he could easily him. be your well, I don't know, because I mean he could easily be your RB five or oh, six yeah. at that ADP. Probably your RB four or five. With
1: and receivers,
0: yeah. Yeah, and with receivers spliced in there and everything. But he the problem is is that as of right now, it just sounds like he you're he's gonna be fighting for usage at first and everything. So it's not gonna be an, an immediate I can use him right now sort of thing. It's a it's a more of a draft mm-hmm. and stash sort of guy on your bench. Um I have some Tevin Coleman stats, which are actually pretty good right now. I, I threw out last really? year's because he Yeah. Um Yeah, uh, last year threw, was very bumpy. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he was injured. He didn't really get a lot of usage. So I so I took the average over the over the twenty nineteen, twenty eighteen, and twenty seventeen seasons, two of which were in I'm sorry, one of which was in San Francisco and two were in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So he averaged in those three seasons, he averaged 153 carries for 657 yards, 33. I'm sorry, 657.33 yards, mm. and five touchdowns. That's his rushing work. Now his receiving work was 37 targets. I'm sorry, that must be receptions. Um, 251 hope, receiving but, yeah. yards and three touchdowns. So you you smash those two together, and you're ending up with uh, roughly 900 yards from scrimmage, and and eight touchdowns that's really not that bad if you think that's not about that
1: it. bad in the area where, especially we're talking about a practical and undrafted guy right
0: and yeah and and coleman's but, only 28 right yeah. now
1: mm. oh, he's, for he's sure,
0: 28 and he doesn't and he doesn't have a ton of usage on his tires like i'm looking at it right now like if well, you obviously look at shanahan his, picked him he never has more than 200 200 yards in a season or I'm sorry 200 touches in a season. Now let me be clear. I I would
1: argue Shanahan picked him for depth. I'm not necessarily saying he's and neither are you saying he's going to be the guy moving forward after week 4 or 6 or week 8 or week 12. I
0: think I think by week 3 it'll be Mark uh, 3 or 4 it'll be Michael Carter's game but, but still to I, a percentage. Know, if, if you, to a if, to a so so say you went you went some variation of what they're calling zero running back, and you mm-hmm. just went wide receiver heavy early in the draft just by circumstance or whether that's what you were trying to do. Tevin Coleman is not a bad guy to be taken towards the end of the eleventh. He's going eleven ten right now. Oh, he's, he, the he's argument not he's not made, gonna be the a argument bad can guy be made to look He is
1: at. among the best better dart throws at this point. At this point. Absolutely.
0: Well, I mean, at least at least short term usage. And that's I mean you're talking the, about the last
1: the, pick of the draft, right? Potentially. No last couple of picks you said 11th round
0: yeah it's like a 15 you don't think he,
1: but you don't think tevin coleman's going to raise an adp do you i don't he
0: could but and that's only going to because if if it looks like michael carter struggling with pass blocking or whatever you know that's blah blah, blah that's blah. a fair point that's a good point i then, think then michael that, carter could probably be one the to rise i think they might actually both rise because you know we already had an, an injury to Cam well Akers, zach wilson finally signed you know, whatever that's worth but yeah He was gonna sign anyways. Let's see this. Let's see this Jets. What? what, What's your your next? What's what's your next guy? My next guy.
1: Situation. uh, situation, My next murky water situation is down the list at the Arizona running backs. The the nice thing about this, folks, is we've only got a a couple. This is a good one. This is a good one, and I do have a lot on. Uh, more one back than the other, but that's for a good reason, Uh, and it is only two backs to talk about in this situation. So Chase Edmonds and James Conner, obviously. Let me touch on Chase Edmonds first. Um, And I think once I finish uh, my spiel here, you'll kind of feel that I'm a bit on the fence, but leaning Chase Edmonds. Uh, I'm starting to feel Chase Edmonds might be the most uh, dependable uh uh, on my entire list tonight honestly like in terms of the highest floor like and sometimes that's all you really want out of an rb2 let me continue Uh, i'm confident he'll be the third down back slash satellite back uh arizona is going to lead or be among the lead leaders in offensive snaps uh they run a fast-paced offense it benefits their quarterback and that that's their coach's uh, philosophy Uh, It's all about pace. The coach uh, loves consistency, uh, especially—I'm sorry, coaches in general love consistency, especially when protecting an undersized quarterback who drops back a lot because they throw a lot uh, and they run a lot of plays, folks. (laughs) Let me remind you. I believe Edmonds is on the field more than Connor at the end of the day. I think uh, never uh, uh, has—on the negative side of things, as far as Edmonds goes, he's never been given more than 100 carries in a season. Although, there's been whippers, whispers uh, uh, behind the bushes of him having a three-down skill set uh, in this offseason lately. Uh, he's had career highs last year in rushing attempts, rushing yards, uh, career-high catches, 53 catches. I think that's what you need to focus on here And given that most leagues are half-point or full-point PPR. Um, 239 rushes are out the door as okay. far as Kenyon Drake is gone. Uh, I think there's... Almost a zero percent chance that Connor picks up all of those 239 rushes on the ground. I think uh, it's still important to mention that uh, Edmonds isn't going to take all those 239 rushes and run away with them. And I'll get into that here in a moment. Uh, in 2020, uh, if you give um, if you gave Chase Edmonds Chase Edmonds uh, a portion of those carries, uh, where did I come up with this? Chase yes, Edmonds. Yeah. Sorry.
0: (laughs) Pause. Um. Here's here's like while you're looking that up, I just want to say like Mm -hmm. one like especially dynasty wise, like a guy to keep in the back of your brain here. And if he's for whatever reason he's sitting your dynasty waiver wire, you know Benjamin. I think that you know Benjamin could get some some significant usage this season, especially if James Connor pulls a James Connor and gets injured. Um. Yeah. There's there's probably another guy sitting in front of him, but you know. It's a 17-game season this year. Don't forget that, folks. And, I mean, how much is James Conner going to really do versus – and Chase Edmonds, a guy who's never had more than – literally, he capped out last season at 150 touches.
1: That's, that's exactly where my next point was leading me, is that if you give him a mere 53 more touches and get him to 150, which I think is absolutely possible in terms of the confidence you mean they – carries literally just carries not even talking receptions and targets yet if you just give him 150 carries which is 53 more than he had last year to your point which is important to mention uh that's all that's it uh now he ends up with 691.8 rushing yards let's call it just 692 rushing yards that's 24.38 more fantasy points total on the year because he i believe he played all 16 if the memory serves that's good enough that extra 24 and a half, let's call it fantasy points, is enough to make him RB twenty-two. You know who else was RB twenty-two? Clyde Everett-Hilaire in twenty twenty. I know oh, it's I, I know Josh
0: Jacobs. I. Okay, right,
1: right. That, that that's or Montgomery or something like that. It's it's frustrating because it seems a little underwhelming, folks. But I'm just talking about hundred and fifty carries. I'm just talking about plus fifty carries on Chase Edmonds' resume in twenty twenty-one. You know, like I don't think that's too much to ask. And I think the coaching staff is starting to come around to it. I'm not saying he's a world beater. I'm not saying he's much better than a Miles Sanders or a Josh Jacobs or a this or a that, but he can catch the ball very well. That's the most important thing to take away from this conversation is that I expect him to be the third down back, the satellite back, and these folks like to run a hurry-up offense. And if we can get a healthy Kyler, because we all know he was hurt for what seemed like a half a dozen games last year. That's an important running back to get
0: your hands on, as yeah. an RB two. Do you,
1: do, you, do you know
0: how many receptions that he had last year?
1: Fifty three. Yeah, yeah. It's impressive. It, it's relatively impressive, and it wasn't the best. I'm sorry. The, did you
0: say that? And I just completely missed it.
1: I did. It's oh. <laughs> okay. That's okay. My bad. Again, sorry. half point PPR. I over here full point, point PPR. I, I, I don't want folks to pay, overpay for him, but. He's my preferred. I've got a couple last-minute notes on James Conner. Uh, let's address it the elephant in the room—should I say the injured elephant in the room? He's missed a ton of time. Oh man, folks. why are we gotta be calling James Conner an elephant? <laughs> an elephant? He's not that big, folks. He's lost some weight. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, uh, I, I, th- I know you're calling him
0: fat. <laughs>
1: right? No, no, I no, I'm just kidding. But, but 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 like, but on the serious tip, folks. Like, I'm not trying to say he's like. I think he's a literal good NFL fit for Arizona. I think he's going to be not even. I think a huge depth piece, depth piece is almost selling him short. Like I think he's going to have a role. It's not like I was claiming 150 rolls. I'm sorry, 150 carries for uh, uh, Edmonds is astronomical. So I think he's going to be involved. I just think the better value is is uh, going to be end up being Edmonds at the end of the day, in the or in the event Connor injury or Edmonds is given more toe more share. 65 70 75 80 i mean yeah i'll probably get hurt but hey ride that ride that wave while you can let me remind you connor only has 215 career high in carries in his entire career for one season uh it's just it's just accompanied by uh, you know that same season was accompanied by a career high in touchdowns and i think we're just still holding on to that 55 receptions in 2018 215 carries and you know career high in touchdowns i don't think he can do what he used to and i think they signed him in that regard
0: yeah yeah um and don't forget about you know benjamin i'm sorry um i was just looking i was trying to find like how many targets the running backs got for the cardinals last year and i wasn't getting there fast enough my bad obviously Sorry, I, uh uh got 53 i think mode.
1: i think i think uh mr drake oh i don't miss drake i didn't mention drake i thought i had notes on him I, I, anyway i digress i think well, drake, got like, drake anymore, got like 24 so. exactly he's gone oh i did mention his carries were out the door that's what i said 230
0: he and only carries. had 20 drake only had 25 receptions um chase Edmonds only had 53 so that's that's only like almost 80 right there yeah and then, then whatever, whatever no
1: chargers or uh but Panthers I mean, that's, that's, reception's, not, that's receptions, not targets. That's fair. That's fair.
0: All right. So the next team and murky situation that we got going on her is the Houston Texans and their hot mess of a backfield. Mm. Un- kind of unlike the Jets is that, yeah, it's three guys. And to, s- to start this off, I thought about this before we started recording, is that I think the Jets are trying to catch lightning in a bottle with one of these three running backs. I think that they... Saw what the draft cast class was net. this year. They cast a bit of a wide net mm-hmm. and they were just like, okay, so we're going to keep David Johnson here. That's that's guy. Number one, he is the incumbent uh, guy that he, he was, he was there this past season. He finished ni- as RB 19. Surprisingly, it was an ugly RB 19 last year, but, and this is in half PBR folks. So it's everything we do is half PBR in case you mm-hmm. forgot. Um, Finishes RB 19 last year. Now we have Mark Ingram coming in, coming over from the Ravens. He comes followed a what is it, David Cully from the Ravens. He was like mm-hmm. their assistant head coach, and now he's the head coach of the Texans. And we also have Philip Lindsay coming over from the Denver Broncos. Um, so yeah, or as he's known there as the Colorado Kid. As the hmm. Colorado Kid, because he played for Colorado, and he's from like the Denver area too. Oh, for sure. So last season, David Johnson, he really only had one 100 yard game. That's rushing, and he also missed four games as well. He's like I said, he's getting up there in age. He's, I think he just turned 30. Um oh, wow. Or, okay. he, yeah, or he's 29. He I was. Can't remember he, which. He's.
1: He was a four year senior in 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 college, so he came in the league like maybe even 24, 23. Like yeah. he was. a four I year
0: mean, senior. and and last year he finished with. He finishes 1,005 yards from scrimmage. So just barely over 1,000 yards from scrimmage. That's, I mean, that's so receiving see, that? That's receiving and rushing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's. I mean, that's really not that bad. Considering a bad. He also team. missed four games, too, yep. on a bad team. You know, it might not have been pretty getting there, but he got the job done. Um, this is also the same David Johnson that in 2016 had oh. over 2,100 yards from yeah. scrimmage. At a at a one and, with three zero and zeros in twenty eighteen yeah yeah and in twenty eighteen he had he had almost fourteen hundred yards from scrimmage so DJ can do it all like he's a guy that he can mm. run the ball he can catch the ball he can block he can do Pretty, it all the problem block, with yep. David Johnson is he is sorry I have it in my notes he is thirty and he's probably going to be sharing a bit of a workload this year now as you remember what and maybe we can speculate but maybe David Cully's is going to bring a bit of that Ravens situation over. And where it's going to be a little bit more running back by committee, and it might be more of a situational thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's move along to the other two guys here real quick, and we'll just kind of take a look at them, and we'll kind of circle it back around to what we think, or at least I think, that we should do with these what guys happened, in, yeah. for fantasy wise. So, Philip Lindsay, he was an undrafted rookie, um, you know, by the Denver Broncos, and like we already established, he's from the Denver area and everything. But he had over a thousand yards season, so that's a thousand yards rushing. He only played eleven games last year, from what I could tell. I don't remember exactly, but he only ended up with five hundred yards rushing, and that a lot of that was due to Melvin Gordon's, uh, you know, appearance in Denver, the aging Melvin. We're going to talk about you too in a second, there, Melly. Um, mm-hmm. Despite, um, oh boy, uh, I'm sorry. This Philip Lindsay's small frame; he's like five eight, maybe. He's not. Uh, he's not really good at pa- uh, at catching. Yeah, he's in, He's so quite the runner. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a runner, but he's just not much of a catcher. Nope. So there's been speculation that it could be David Johnson on third downs, Philip Lindsay between the twenties, and then mm-hmm. Mark Ingram a short yarded situation. I don't know about all that, but you know, since we brought Mark Ingram, he is going to be 32, or he's nearing 32 sorry he's nearing 30 he's mm-hmm. almost there mm-hmm. and that is nfl old folks <laughs> nfl old. At, at the running back position but he has he has four straight yards of getting over a thousand yards from scrimmage and that dates back to his new orleans days as well um he's d- dealt with some injuries in 2018 so blah 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 but then he had over 1200 yards from scrimmage in his age 30 season i believe at, Yep, with baltimore and last year he dealt with some injuries and ultimately he got put on the shelf to see, kind of see what the Ravens had with JK Dobbins. They didn't, I remember serves, They didn't. And I think they put a, gave a second round for Dobbins. It might've been a third. I'm not going to look it up. It doesn't matter that much. So, you know, like, I mean, Ingram's not a bad back. He's just getting up there in age. And so he's going to eventually get kind of washed out. Um, and so i i I like to keep looking at at adp for these guys because it's just like well let's put it in the phoenix context i mean that's what we're here for right we're amazing fantasy football Mm -hmm. um david johnson right now he is rb 32 coming off the board 32nd rb off the board at the beginning of the seventh round not bad for a guy who finishes i'm sorry what did i say rb 19 18 yeah just inside um inside rb2 something like that yeah that's an R B two. Well, he's getting drafted as an R B three now, rightfully so. He's getting oh, he's yeah. a year yeah, older. We're and everything. Expecting a similar outcome, I wouldn't say. Phil yeah. Lindsay, he's he's R B forty five coming off the board at right at the beginning of the tenth round. How do you feel about that? I think that's where the value's at. I think I think Lindsey
1: is a superior talented player. However, you have to take it with the caveat he's not going to get the receiving work. I'm not saying he can't catch the occasional pass, but it's not his forte. Ironically, his forte is between the tackles. Ironically, his forte is between the 20s, as you put it. He's going to be the first and second down guy. David Johnson is a veteran who can protect the quarterback very well. He's a bigger bodied guy, but also one of the softest hands we've ever seen at the running back position. He's been one of the better receivers we've seen and yeah, it's been several years now. 2016, as you put it. 2017. Yeah.
0: 2018 was Depending last, on like, definite, phenomenal a, season. A handful Anyways, of years, not several. Yeah.
1: So that's where I'm at with Lindsey and and Johnson. I think, I uh, think- Ingram is going to be the odd man out. I think he might move on. with. A, I think he's the type of veteran who will get preferential treatment as far as if we're not going to use I you. I think they'll
0: keep him as depth.
1: Let's cut you and see if you can get a better job. Because we like our young guys better. I'm not necessarily saying Houston likes our young, young guys better. I'm just, yeah, right. I'm just saying that I think he's the odd man out in terms of usage if he stays there. I think he's the odd man out in terms of I think he probably goes somewhere else before training camp is done. Maybe.
0: Um, here's my take. I think it's David Johnson's backfield to lose at this point. Okay. I think that they're going to. He's already there. They're going to give him the first crack at this thing. And as of right now. I mean, the beginning of the seventh round, it's not like he had a bad that's deer. not that steep. I would rather him be like in the eighth round, you know, but okay. yeah, yeah. I think he's the guy to, to take because, you know, I don't know. And Lindsay's probably going to have his game. I mean, that's a lot to
1: do with me liking Lindsay better is a cheaper price.
0: Yeah. And I have it written down here somewhere. Um, So going into the season, the PFF, as I like to refer back to them, because they're like one of they're like maybe the only site that actually rings offensive lines they have the houston Mm. texans rated as the 20th best offensive line going into the season but that comes with a bit of you know chance to grow too like they will probably not end up being an elite offensive line but they do have a chance of rising above that 20th ranking too so Mm. they could be you know um mediocre to okay you know and so yeah these guys have a chance and and like i said Philip Lindsay is probably going to have his games and David Johnson. I think is probably going to have his games. Which one do you really want? As of right now, I'm probably going David Johnson, but if someone said, well, I'm just taking Philip Lindsay, the cheaper guy, I'm not going to slight you. You're not
1: going to twist their arm. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I'm at. I'll take the cheaper one. If not avoid.
0: Okay. That's cool. And I'm, I'm, I'm done with that. That's fine. What's your, uh, what's your next situation? We've got the Tampa Bay running backs. Uh, I don't have a
1: ton on Roland Jones. Ironically, I, I think, I, I think I completely he's the guy.
0: Shafted you on this one. I gave
1: you the worst. It 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 is bad, and and ironic. You know, I guess I could say ironically again. Gio Bernard is kind of a. I think that's the definition of a sleeper for me, but then again, I think sleeper has a, too much of a positive connotation. Like they expect him to blow up before you
0: up. go. Before you go any further, mm-hmm. I'm just going to say I'm not. Invo- I am not on board with his Giovanni Bernard take at all. Right, right. So, so I've got a bit on him, but don't don't uh, get my, me wrong. My opinion. It, it's, Let's keep it's, going.
1: It's not like it's not like his world beater, guys. It's not like we're going to get Gio. Let me let me continue. I think Roland Jones is the guy you probably want. I think he's in for a big year. He's a contract running uh, a contract year running back on a team that. Has no qualms about using him and passing him along. Uh, I don't mean that in a negative way necessarily. I just think they're a team that has aspirations, obviously, for another Super Bowl, and I think he's actually a good running back. It's just they're not going to give him the passing work, in my opinion. And, and excuse me. And you know, it's just, but he's a very explosive running back on the ground. He 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 he's got that one cut ability. I think Leonard Fournette's going to be the odd guy out. I think he got a lot of reception work last year out of default and had a nice running game, uh, uh, probably two or three in a row in the playoffs, a couple games in a row in the playoffs. Four, five, six, in- but in- yeah. inclu- including, oh, wow, that many, uh, including the Super Bowl, I believe, uh, where it was a nice performance. Nothing, again, nothing groundbreaking, but ran the ball nicely, caught the ball well. I just don't think they owe him anything. I think he's got a Super Bowl ring. I think he's a bigger back. I don't think – I think he's getting up there in years. I think he's had ankle injuries, and he's I got a, mile, a lot of miles on the tire, especially when you tack on LSU. And I yep. think I think Jones has more juice, and he's always been a bit of a faster back. Uh, and, again, one cut, he can get up to field quickly, man. We've seen some pretty explosive runs from Jones. So I feel like Jones wins the first and second down roll. Onward to Geo. Uh, my Geo love is more about Fournette moving on or losing his role as a pass catcher, more importantly, uh, that he was never really suited for anyway. And if Jones has a nice camp slash preseason or start to the year, you know, we could quickly see Jones taking that over, as I mentioned. Uh, uh, if Geo can't protect Tom, he's out. However, PSPFF goes, uh, Geo was seventh in pass blocking last year among running backs that's nice pull. that's significance like that. yeah i believe pass blocking and receiving is why geo is brought in and leo is the odd man out i'm sorry uh, uh for <laughs> yeah i it was it's shorthand sorry uh may, maybe maybe uh, they want jones for early down rushing role and Gio for third down that's uh, again where i come back to and i think jones can play well at the goal line if you if you kind of remove Fortnette from that situation i think that's the caveat you have to be concerned that Fortnette might win that goal line row and now it's a three-headed monster and maybe my 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 opinion is wrong I, but i think fournette's going to be either push down the depth chart or move along somewhere else and, and contribute
0: elsewhere. my question to you is how do you feel about ronald jones at 80 with his adp of 610.
1: 10th pick of the sixth round
0: yeah
1: i mean that's potentially an rb4 maybe i'm okay with that but i feel like i'm seventh maybe round i'm pushing, consider, round consider I'm pushing more, more
0: like a third or a fourth rb
1: Seventh round, i pushing the button. No doubt. I think. Yeah.
0: Seventh but, round, se- but maybe that sixth is just a little a touch too rich for you?
1: Yeah, especially if somebody feels strongly okay. about him in the halfway through cool. the
0: sixth. I'm out, I think.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Wow, well, you really kind of steered away from that Geo take that you had like a week or two ago. God. Did I cool. really? I still gave him the receiving yeah. work. Yeah. I, that Right. Co- i think whatever I man think Tom- i mean and Gio is let me see if i can find him here giovanni bernard is going at the very end of the 12th round mm. at the very end of the tw- rb 55 coming off the board we'd have to get a lot of hype for that to raise practically but free practically
1: free that's the important
0: thing and I think, I think i think it's important to to note too is that uh bruce Arians hates running backs he hates he hates fantasy players. Oh, he does yeah, everything yeah. he does everything to pull over that. your fantasy team. Like I have to it's just like that. It's, it's, it's like it's almost <laughs> on purpose, seriously. it's like So I mean yeah, yeah, it's a real thing. Yeah. I, I think still I still, would think, rather...
1: I still think most coaches would like to have two guys.
0: I think a lot of coaches I don't think want to have one guy. would rather just throw the ball <laughs> 90% of the time. I'm yeah, serious.
1: But he's got a 40 year old plus quarterback to protect. So Let's hope he
0: runs the ball a little bit. You're a 40-year-old-plus quarterback. Let's move on to our next I'm 40 situation. I am 40-plus, but I am not a quarterback. <laughs> well, not with that attitude. You're not? You can do anything you put your mind to, Chris. Exactly. My mommy told me so about me, not you. Well, actually, you know, she was, she happened to mention you back in the day. She's like, that Chris Waller, he can do anything that he wants back, you know, if he puts his mind to it. I'm like, what about me? She's like, not you. <laughs> not you, not you. you. Just stop thinking, sir. You don't need to put your mind to anything.
1: Mop the floor. No, no. <laughs>
0: My my next situation is uh, is one we've already talked about, and I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm just gonna go ahead and, and roll with it. Is that we it is the Denver Broncos, and that it is down to Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams, not Devontae, Javante Williams. I only keep saying that with because Chris and I almost came to blows at his house the last time I visited, <laughs> and I was so wrong on it. I was so wrong. I was like, "Dude, it's Devontae." He's like he screaming. No. He was screaming. I wasn't. That's screaming. hilarious. But uh, so I'm just going to get, I'm going to dive into there. And so are you still on team Javante then? Yes, sir. Yes. Um, do you want to know what team I'm on? I, I know I, which team you're on. I, I'm I'm a, I'm a convert. I'm oh, really? Oh my goodness. I was doing, I was doing some thinking and some research and everything. And as of right now, from what I can tell about all these article, all these Freaking articles are read in every one of these scenarios. All
1: these beat writers and opinions and whatnot. Yeah,
0: I mean, like I, I mean, like I did some research on this stuff, and as of right now, it's, it kind of sounds like Melvin Gordon has it at the moment. Huh? At the moment, here's you know what their ADP is. Both these guys.
1: It's real. Cool. It's like a few. It's like a half a round apart
0: at the most. Devontae Williams is the RB twenty eight off the board at six zero three. Okay. Melvin Gordon RB twenty nine at the R at. Pick six oh four. Oh, literally one pick
1: apart. That's insulting.
0: <laughs> they are literally going back to back to each other, and here and so I've been thinking I think about there's this, a lot of folks that I, don't
1: know what to do. Go ahead, Yeah. dude.
0: I've been I've been doing a lot of reading and thinking about this, like I said already. And so here's what okay, and and here's what I came up with. Vic Fangio, he is a defensive minded head coach. He was the defensive coordinator of the Bears, um, like three three years ago when they They're had like four, one of the best years, defenses. Yeah. Mm-hmm yeah. Um, so here's my thing, and this is what Vic Vangio really wants. Uh, I think what he really wants the the Browns to be. He wants them to be a real smash mouth team. He wants their defense to control the opposing offenses, and he wants to control the clock and run, 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 and not let
1: Hippical potentially Drew coach. Lock, yep,
0: throw and yeah, throw interceptions. So therefore, I'm thinking both these guys can be very fantasy relevant. Both of them. Mm-hmm. I think that it's and, and I don't think it's going to be on a like oh one game is going to be Javante Williams the next one is going to be Melvin Gordon then it's Javante Williams more of a Sorry. consistent ten to um,
1: twelve carries for one guy fifteen yeah, for the it other it could be type of thing. It, it could be it could be a 10 and that's and 12 just carries points.
0: yeah I, I mean I'm I'm talking like it could be ten to twelve points per week for both of them is that great no but you know two
1: almost if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah, it's darn close to that. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of on board of, like, which which guy do you want? I already said, I, I'm Team Javante as well. I'm going to go with the younger guy. I mean, and it's mainly, and it's only because I just remember this one play last year where the seas parted, Melvin Gordon hit that giant <laughs> hole so hard, and it looked like he was off for the races, and he was, and he got caught from behind by a linebacker. Mm. I'm sorry, like, Melvin Gordon, I know like you were a big never hole. that a fast. A big hole,
1: to put it in perspective. It was a huge hole,
0: right? It was at least, like, like you said, three or four yards wide. It, yeah, it was. Yeah.
1: in the NFL, that's huge.
0: Yeah, it was enormous. And, and can we both agree that Javante is the better pass just... catcher at this point? No, I think they're... I think it's be still cool. Melvin Gordon just be just because of Melvin Gordon's got just because very, of Melvin uh, Melvin Gordon's got parents. a
1: very nice career uh, of catching the ball for sure. Yeah, for sure. I, and I, and I and feel and like and multiple did right last year doing it too. Yeah, I feel so like. So I just two wanted to I just want to make this scenes.
0: real quick because mm-hmm. we have talked about these guys before, and then sure. I am I am now on record of being on Team Javante just because of youth mainly, and because of that one play. And Melvin Gordon just like even it wasn't that. It was just times last year. Where it was just like, man, he just, he's he's 20, I think he's 28, 29. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I feel like we he's, just reported one on it last two. week,
1: but I don't recall. Stop my head. Yeah. Sounds sounds right. Yeah. But so, he's pre 30. He's pre 30, I believe.
0: And, and I also want to have written down here, too, is that, like, you know, because of their going in the early sixth, is that, like, if you went wide receiver heavy, I don't know if I want either one of them as my RB2, mm-hmm. but. Mm-hmm. If you were making them more like your RB3, maybe your RB4, sign me that heck up. Yeah. You know, that's some yeah. great running back depth. And if one of them got it, like, so we're not wishing for injury, but I'm saying if Melvin Gordon got injured, like, mo- like, Javante Williams is going to be like, hold my beer and let- watch he's, what and I he, can do. He, he's a mid, he's a
1: mid RB2, if not pushing upwards of a high end RB2, low end RB1. I mean, just,
0: well, we'll see. let's
1: backtrack. Let me backtrack a little bit because this offense, we're not sure about either quarterback at this point. So,
0: yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be probably the catalyst. And I think that, I, I honestly think they're gonna give Drew Locke a shot, a legit shot in in three to I've be heard. the starting quarterback. Yep. Because they why not give the young round.
1: guy the first nod? Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Well, and the guy that's gonna push the ball downfield too. For sure, because Teddy's Aggressive. not going to.
1: No, we know but, what,
0: We all know what Teddy is. Yeah, I mean, you can also argue that like the Denver wide receivers are none of them are really like elite speed, so that maybe it might be more suited to Teddy. No, too. but Sutton can win downfield with size. Yeah, and route running and separation. And, and, and yeah, I, and a, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. We're not. Ball. We're not here to talk about wide receivers. For sure. Let's let's uh let's move on to your maybe last situation.
1: Last situation of the evening uh, in the spirit of moving things along quickly, running short on time. Let's talk about a situation. We've already probably kind of beat to death here. Uh, The Rams running back situation because of the Cam Akers injury. We did talk about
0: this last week, folks.
1: We did. We've got Daryl Henderson and the likes of Xavier Jones thrust into the forefront. The other names to mention are Calais Raymond and Jake Funk. I mean, name alone, right? Let's put him at the top of the list. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh,
0: You You did it again.
1: Yeah. Right. What did I do? Oh, yeah, Xavier. Anyway. Oh, I did. I still don't believe you're right. Are you sure it's, it's Xavier? Xavier. Yes. Are you claiming that every person that spells it like this is Xavier? Or you're claiming that he yes. said it's Xavier? No, it's not. No, I everyone. Yeah, Dude, Professor Elvis Xavier. Is
0: Charles Xavier, and he's the leader of the X Men.
1: And he spells and his he's name a the big same. And he spells the name the exact same. Yeah, I think it might be an English thing. Anyway, uh, my quick interlude before I go into
0: my oh main my spiel here is: Do y'all remember C.J. Anderson from 2018? Okay. I, I, I'm not listening because I'm I'm looking up how to pronounce it.
1: Do y'all remember CJ Anderson from 2018? The point is, uh, he will, basically was signed off the couch. He was a little portly, and he came out to average seven yards a carry, 150 yards per game for the last like three or four weeks of that season. Came into the playoffs, got 123 yards and two touchdowns versus the Cowboys in the semis with Gurley back. Gurley also got over 100 yards, so it, it just that last point I wanted to make there before I got into my our opinions on the situation was the fact that this is a good offense, folks. I'm not saying you can plug any back into there, but C.G. Anderson did it very well a few years ago. But let's not be this dead ho- horse too much. We've already talked about this situation multiple times over the past few weeks. Uh, Josh is of the school of thought that while he too, uh, like me, believes Henderson is not an 80-20 guy or anything like that, uh, he believes uh, that the pass game will be more of the uh, uh, because of the newly acquired Stafford will be the beneficiary. Uh, I too like that opinion. Uh, believe that, but I think it was also important to mention that uh, you know, McVay is a coach that willing is willing to adjust to his personnel. He saw the same thing happen to him in Super Bowl 53 when uh, New England beat him 13 to three with that vaunted offense of the LA Rams. Was this still St. Louis then? Anyway, it's neither here nor there. No, I don't think it was. I think we see a running back. I think we see running back receptions and tight end receptions go up a little bit. We see more passing volume to Josh's point. Uh, And um, I mentioned this last thing, which is irrelevant. And that's all I got on the Rams. I just think that, you know, Henderson's not going to be much better than a 60, 40 guy. He's been injured before. And, you know, the passing game is the main beneficiary. I've come all the way around to that. So do we have
0: time for Josh's quick speculation on the Rams running back situation? Yeah, I
1: more or less mentioned it there unless you've kind of changed it. Oh, did you miss what I said?
0: I, I, I saw I saw this while scouring all these all these running back situations oh. this past week. Mm-hmm. And I, I already proposed this to you, but you know, a team that has a lot of running back depth is the Colts. Let's get rid of Marlon Mack. Oh, trade him yeah, to, yeah! As yeah. a Colts fan, let's trade Marlon Mack to to the LA Rams. For we lead the way for the glorious um rise of Jonathan Taylor to RB one on the year, and this I can proudly sport my jersey around do it. Yes, do it. it all circles back to so, Josh, of course. So it does, it's not too. so
1: much a, of a you think Mac. Well, I think Mac would be a real life NFL good fit with the Rams. I just don't think it's a fantasy benefit whatsoever. I think it's a Henderson Mac show at that point. It's a but, great
0: fantasy benefit for Jonathan Taylor.
1: Yeah, exactly. But not for the <laughs> Ram, not for Henderson or Mac. Like I um, think they're I no, think they're,
0: because I mean, he could he could be relevant in the same way that like Malcolm Brown was at at, at times last year.
1: I think Mac is probably more talented as a whole, and the better receiver. But Henderson is gonna have his Henderson share. Henderson is and probably he's a more talented. T-
0: Henderson greater than Mac, but Mac greater than Malcolm Brown was last year. Yes, I get it. But I'm yes. just saying, like, okay. Okay. you probably yeah. wouldn't have to give up a lot to to acquire Marlon Mack from no. the
1: Colts. Yeah, real NFL. I agree with you. I think it's a nice move. I think, I think it's, it's a nice g- really
0: great. I think it's a really great move for the Colts and for the Rams. And I think, I think, I think we need to. A lot we RV need movement. to unite the the clans and get this trade
1: done yeah we need to unite the clans and get this show over with how about that
0: (laughs) i'm kind of having fun i i I just want to keep going okay my last my last situation i have here is of course (laughs) i'm sorry my my second and a half last situation that doesn't make any sense um so similar to the jets and the Texans? What? No. Um, an easier situation to kind of suss out from the Jets and the and the Texans maybe is the Jets, Jacksonville Jaguars, which is Travis Etienne, of course, the rookie coming in, and the not established but incumbent running back James Robinson. Man, this is it's really hard to tell what Urban is gonna do here. I've like we've all Agreed. heard the the hubbub about Kadarius Tony was the guy that you know he wanted Percy and everything. Harvin, but I'm like BS, I'm like yeah. I'm like, dude, you already have that in LaVisca Chenault and I mean size. yeah, yeah. I and I, I don't know, maybe LaVisca Chenault's not as fast as Tony is. And you know, and everything. I don't know if I'm buying in this. Well, I want to use Travis Etienne and blah blah. If you he had came out and said I want to just get him into space, and therefore we might line him up in the slot. Maybe that's what he was getting at, and he just misspoke. I don't know. But why would you draft a running back? Where and you try and use him as a pure wide receiver when you already have a slot wide receiver hmm. to play inside versus you know, if the outside's being Chark and and, and uh, Marvin Jones. Like I don't get it. So, I mean, like I've been doing some thinking on this and everything, and we we covered this in our our head coaching changes episode back in like what was that like episode ten, so like way, way back in like March or something like that sounds right, and yeah, yeah. the thing that i- can, and i remember I believe I had Urban Meyer when we did that one, and I was just right. like. The thing that I could figure out from Urban Meyer is that what he primarily did at Ohio State, and I think even in Florida, too, if memory serves correct, and I know he did it in Utah, is that he was a guy that primarily used one running back. He didn't like, he didn't rotate guys in and out and everything. Granted, this is college versus NFL and whatever. And he might be a little bit more flexible, especially with a longer season. Because now, like I said before, this is a 17-game season versus a standard college season mm-hmm. is 12 games. Assuming you don't make the playoffs and yada, yada, yada. Um, I mean, that's even 13 with a bowl game in there, you know? Like, that's not 17 games. So maybe it's it could be. You know, a mix of Robinson and Etienne. Here's what I could come up with: James Robinson is currently at RB twenty-two, which is the beginning of the fourth round. Do you know what his? Do you know what his ADP was at the beginning of May? So this and this was oh, after um, the draft was over. With
1: he must have risen since the draft. I'm going to say his ADP immediately after the this draft. Was, in once May. again, James
0: Robinson, James Robinson, not Etienne
1: right was plummeting in may early may so it's probably 10th round as of
0: as of may 1st james robinson's adp was the beginning of the second round this is once again after the nfl draft travis etienne's was in the 11th round and now he is up to rb27 and he is getting drafted as or at the
1: 507 oh
0: wow so huge rise uh, yeah what well i mean robinson? that's a big drop for robinson dropped, too yeah 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 he dropped two rounds time. more or less time. exactly two rounds so i mean what what do you think about all that situation like you're gonna have to take uh, uh, robinson as your as the end of your rb2 range i think i and honestly okay this is what i think is that as of right now that these guys are gonna or by the time like people start really doing like heavy draft season and everything so in about three four weeks from now these guys are going to be like javante williams and melvin gordon and they're going to probably be more closer like in 27 closer, 28 yeah yeah i don't think any unless unless they come out and say i'm going to use this guy over this guy and blah blah blah. i think they're going to be back to back and so now would you take him as like a high-end rb3 then and which one is it i'm asking i'm i'm asking you what your opinion is i would Just love to
1: not have either as my rb3 rb4 is a completely different conversation I will always err on the side of the pass catcher. And as well as Robinson performed in that category, I think Etienne is the pass catcher clearly. Mm -hmm. Um, Although we're speculating. The last thing I would say is that while Robinson performed well, I had the same opinion of him last year that ironically, I generally had of Gaskin is that they're kind of just a guy who's there Who's going to get the yards that are blocked and receive well enough? Receive the ball, catch the ball well enough to
0: to get us to get a spot. They're slightly above average, in other words. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. like, if yeah. you look at your Lamichael I, P. Ryan is like your average running back. He does yeah. things. He's a guy there. He's the warm body in the room. Where these guys are a little bit better. They they take what that's they're fair. given. That's fair. Yeah. And you know, yeah, and they do. Cut a little, to Lamichael just P. Ryan at home, true. like and, what the and heck, honestly. man. Um, <laughs> And honestly, like from what I read, um, James Robinson, there was a website, forget me, forgive me. I, um, I think it's pro football today. Um, mm-hmm. they were saying that they did some advanced metrics on like, you know, it, it's more or less their like their value as what they did over the course of last season, and so that's how they ran the ball, how they catch the ball versus what they were supposed to do, and blah 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 blah. And James Robinson was just average. Just
1: for their average. NFL team or for fantasy.
0: In re- in real football. Just he average. did exactly what he was just kind of expected mm-hmm.
1: to do. And that team threw he a lot, too, on. because they were awful. So he got a lot of extra dump-offs. Hey, you know, CMC's made a fantasy run. RB1, or should I say maybe Kamara's made more of an RB1 career out of, of a dump-offs. But it happens. Saquon, yeah. Saquon year one or... Yeah, it was year one. It was like the 90-catch season or whatever. Like, it happens, man. These Ridiculous. Guys, these guys deserve credit for being good in the backfield because they bail out their quarterback and they, get, they matriculate the ball down the field, even for a yep. bad team. However, yeah, this guy might be left in the dust at the end of the day, but it's not like Etienne's a bell cow.
0: You're completely, you're completely tapped out, right?
1: Yeah, that's all my players, yep.
0: Okay. We have the Buffalo Bills situation, which I just want... We already kind of covered this, too, so I'm just like, eh, you know, like, Singletary, I feel like he falls into that, like, Miles Gaskin, James Robinson territory of, like, he's just that slightly above average guy. Yep. He's not very fast. He can catch the ball, but he's not elite at it. It's not that great of a pass blocker. His only thing that's above average from everything that I've heard is that he has great field vision. Yep. Great. Well, and then in comes Zach Moss, my favorite. This is like, let me just start out the top. Zach Moss, Josh's favorite guy, you know. And Zach Moss is going. He's his ADP is still in the like the mid to end of seventh of the seventh round, RB thirty six coming off the board. Sign me up, especially if you're going a wide receiver heavy at the beginning of the draft sort of thing. Whether you plan or it works out that way. Sure. Zach Moss is a guy definitely to target in, in the mid to later rounds. You know, same with um, who was that guy we were talking about earlier? Um, oh, Fish. We just got done talking about him. Edmonds um, or oh, just got Fish talking. The, the Texans guy, uh, like Philip Lindsay, You know, you like go. he's yeah. a, he's a guy to he's a guy to target. Like you know, these are all guys that like yeah, maybe they're not going to be the the quote unquote number one on their t- on their team. But they're going to, and and if you, like I said, if you went wide receiver heavy early, mm-hmm. whether circumstance or it was planned, there are guys to maybe look at that to like, because, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, mm-hmm. the idea of the zero RB or the wide receiver heavy early is that you draft elite wide receivers early the first, you know, maybe three out of the first four rounds and then you just hammer running backs in the mid to late rounds and just hope that a few of them hit. Well, mm-hmm. these are guys that could easily hit, right? These are
1: the types of situations you have to target in that scenario. Absolutely. No, I'm not going to suggest somebody goes ride receiver heavy slash, you know, a, a zero RB, as it were. Um, not in today's fantasy. <laughs> uh, but, hey, drafts fall in certain ways. You never know how you have to pivot. So, yes, these are absolutely those types of guys you have to take chances on. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I mean, and and like I said, that's that's why I'm like, well, if you it just happens that you might wide receiver, heavy like sometimes that's the way it goes, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you say like if everyone's hitting running back so hard early, that's the time like zig when they zag, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like and sometimes that's the way to go. Don't force yourself into taking, I don't know. uh Let me just let me just scroll down. And look at don't force yourself as taking Najee Harris at the like the one twelve, you know, like. Are gonna really bank on Najee Harris of being an RB one your RB one? I'm not. I'd rather take a wide receiver or Travis Kelsey. I'd rather take Kelsey, but you know,
1: that's oh, me. I personally. feel like he's he might even be rising. We'll get into that in August, but man, I'm a little worried. <laughs> I agree. I want him, I want That has him. been I think he's like, an absolute first round pick. I just worry that we're talking one oh three. Shall point. we wrap
0: this present up and then yes. send it away?
1: Yes. Cool
0: um that has been our show of murky running backs um it got a little murky there in somewhere i don't know In there it got murky you know that's that's murky waters for you it gets murky at times that's why we're here to clear them up um having said all that <laughs> next week we are doing uh we are doing some wide receivers and tight ends yes there are some tight end um murky tight end situations and to give us a sneak peek at that uh, the Tampa Bay the entire Tampa Bay offense outside of the quarterback is is just murky just murky as all get out and Mm. uh, Chris doesn't know yet but I'm shafting him with all the Tampa Bay players I got the running backs and the
1: receivers and pass receivers and tight ends yeah oh god
0: yep yep, let's go Ronald Jones that's how I roll (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> until next time everyone if you're watching in youtube format you can always check us out wherever podcasts are available even um sebastian you know your local podcast dealer that is behind the carlos jr that you hate weirder thing. what's wrong with the name sebastian He's the names. protagonist of the never-ending story
1: nothing in a vacuum it's just every name is so uh, it's different than the last <laughs> i think that's the point of point. being different um po- point is don't get your podcast from behind the, the room point room. is is that sebastian <laughs> behind your
0: that behind the the bad carlos jr there in your in your hometown has a podcast if if you do want to get your podcast from from sebastian um but otherwise if you're listening to us in podcast format you can check us out on youtube we always encourage that as well you can just google the amazing fantasy football um if you do do that leave us a comment we love it chris especially loves it. I'm pretty antisocial, so whatever. But if you are doing that, please like, share, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your frenemies, tell your enemies, and frankly, tell your enemies. We don't care. I mean, maybe they're actually good people, and you're the bad one. I'm pretty sure that's the case. And with me, point I'm is, we bad could all good,
1: use I'm, good fantasy advice. <laughs>
0: uh, anyone could <laughs> use good fantasy advice, and even if you don't, maybe we're just mildly entertaining enough for you to be like, oh, these guys. Um, <laughs> until next time folks which will be next week and it is murky pass catching have a goodbye everybody have a goodbye hasta luego